Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Safe Space. Um, we're, you know, the power of technology. I guess we get to enjoy each other all via Zoom because due to the snowstorm we just had. Has everybody enjoyed the snowstorm or enjoyed the snowstorm? It was great. We didn't have school yesterday, so. They gave you guys off? It was off yesterday, but we had to go. Oh. Yeah. Hi. Yeah, because the people by me, they're all virtual. They all had to go in remotely. And it's funny because I saw a lot of people, parents on the uh, on like Facebook and stuff saying, I'm giving my kid a snow day. And I was like, all right, just give your, give your, give your kid a snow day. Don't, you don't have to announce it to the world. What about everybody else? What did what you say, Hans? I said it was good. No school. I got to sleep. Got some prophetic dreams. <laughs> uh, what kind of dream? Prophetic. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I have those. <laughs> oh my goodness. Relaxed. All right. Uh, you know, so you get, did you guys, anybody do you like any, make anybody like snowmen, snow angels, whatever? No. But, no. Uh, got buried. <laughs> you got what? You got buried? No, no, not me, but somebody's car got buried. My neighbor's car got buried. Oh, no. Because the plow people? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Okay. I went outside, and I took a step in, like, some snow, and I fell in it. No, you didn't. I did. And then some man of man, he has to come over. He has to, like, pull me out of it. Oh. And my dog, it's Pepper Small, he got just, he was drowning in snow. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I, both my dogs, both my dogs were like built for the snow, so they were all they were just gone. I couldn't get them. I couldn't get them back inside, which was the problem. Um, anybody like Krissa, Did you have school? Not school. What'd you have? Yeah, I'm convinced my school is like a Caribbean parent. Like I'm <laughs> snow hill anything when it comes to school. So yes, I definitely did have school. That's hysterical. I know my old school that I graduated from, Caldwell, they gave their students one day off because they were like, oh, just in case you, got, you all have power outages. And I was like, you know what? Everybody should just have a snow day. But that's just me. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah it, was, uh, it, was a good, it was a good time. And uh, at least my dogs enjoyed the snow. I, on the other hand, it's like, mm, no, no, thank you. And I think we're supposed to get another snowstorm next week. Somebody said. Uh, so happy. They may give us another another snow day because I need one. Do <laughs> you need one? You need you need to relax, take a load off. Yes, indeed. That's why. So, because you guys can't. So that sucks. So, like, how does that work with you guys not being? Because last year you guys got snow days. This year, it's always like, now it's just a hit or miss. So how's that for you guys? It's terrible. It's terrible? Yes. But would you guys rather have it like this and go to school till a certain time? Like, you know, for the time you're scheduled to end? Or would you guys rather have your snow days? I'd rather have my snow days, you know? So. <laughs> I'm getting some <laughs> head nods. Marcus, what do you think? Uh, I like my snow days because when we were at school, they gave it to us. So 
And then, like, have you seen the snow that, like, outside? I went, I, I went out of my house one day, and it was so much snow that, like, my feet, like, just sunk right in as I was trying to walk, and it was so difficult. <laughs> so we almost lost you, similar like how we almost lost Amanda to the snow? <laughs> yeah. That's hysterical. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys are all funny. I remember one big snowstorm, um, long story short, my roommate, he was, like, in the midst of a blizzard, was like, I'm gonna go build a snowman. And then I was like, well, if you get stuck, not my problem. Called me not even, like, five minutes later and was like, can you come outside? I'm stuck. And I'm like, oh, my God. That's so- hysterical. Yeah, no, literally, he was, like, in there, and I was like, I don't know how to get you out. And then I had to, like, shovel him out. It took more time shoveling him out than him actually trying. And then uh, he was like, well, I still want to build my snowman. I was like, get in the house. (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, he decided to build it on a big hill. I don't don't know. He he was a strange part, but still love him anyway. So today, I guess we'll get into our topic. So today we're going to talk about texting and driving or distracted driving, as I learned through my mountains and mountains of research. Uh, and because we picked this one because this was uh, one of the ones that was pulled that people want to talk about. Right, Carissa? Yeah, definitely. So I, I, I didn't know what people actually wanted to talk about when it comes to texting and driving. So let's just kind of open the floor. So what do you guys know? What do you guys think about it? What do you guys know about it? Before I like throw research at you guys. Okay, I would mainly say that it's prevalent among millennials because like we are literally glued to or um, technological devices and I've seen it so... Definitely, uh, it's very prevalent among our population, and so therefore it needs to be talked, spoken about. So, yeah. Oh, completely. I think most of the time when I'm driving, I see people drive really, really slow in the parkway, and I'm like, 10 bucks are on your phone. And half the time I turn around, I'm looking, and I'm like, yeah, this bad word person is on their phone, and I get more aggravated. Because it slows down traffic, too, because... Uh, and it's very, right, Hans, it, it is, it's very dangerous, and, but, I know most of you guys don't drive right now, so. Yeah, but, I mean, we still see it, though, we still see it, and the fact that, you know, with Generation Z, uh-huh, it's crazy, because we're always on our phones, and when we get on the, behind that wheel, we get we're gonna get into an accident if we don't limit the um the phone use while we're driving. It's true. It's true. Now, but do you guys think that you guys might be guilty of it once you guys start driving? I pray not. <laughs> oh, pray. Car- Carissa says literally. What was it? What did she? You said literally driving and Snapchatting. Yes. I'm. I'm gonna throw her on blast. Thank God my best friend does not listen to this podcast. Me. Uh, she's notorious for Snapchatting and texting that it literally petrifies me that I'm like, I'm literally going to drive us everywhere because I can't, I can't stand this. And like every five seconds, I just see this with the phone and then she's Snapchatting like this. And I'm like, drive. <sighs> Gives me anxiety. Thank God she doesn't listen to this podcast. Uh, now she's going to, I'm going to be like, Oh, talk about you. Go ahead. Listen. Um, so, 
So you guys don't think you might be subject to it? Uh, for me, once I begin to drive, I won't like be on my phone or anything. But I know once I get older and I get used to driving and everything, that's the time where I'm just gonna be on my phone texting someone and then just driving but in the beginning i'm not going to be on my phone because i'm going to be too scared to like drive either way because i'm going to be aware of like every car trying to make sure i make the right turns make make sure i'm like parking everything but like i said as i get older i'm gonna be on my phone because i'm just gonna be like i got this i'm used to driving i can do the transit and that's the biggest problem you said the big word there once i get comfortable Comfortability is a huge thing. Like, do you guys think that's the problem? Like, not a lot of people get pulled over. Um, yeah, but for me, I feel like when I start driving and I have my phone, I'm not gonna text and drive. I'm gonna go in my car. I'm gonna sit there with the heat on for an hour texting, and I'm gonna start driving after I'm done. That's so funny. You know, and it's funny because, like, I know a lot of people are like, "Yeah, I want to totally do that." Watch me find you y'all on the road, and I'm be like, "Yep." Yeah, mm-hmm. Now, do you guys know? Well, you obviously can figure you guys get a ticket for it. I should know. I actually got my ticket. I am guilty. It happened. I got a ticket for it. Yes. Um, my ticket, no lie, was two hundred and thirty dollars or something like that. I got it like two years ago. And so you guys know it actually stays on your record for about ten years. Your 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 that offense. So think twice before you start texting. So that's so that's the thing I was gonna bring up. Now for the offenses, um, all right, let me let me give the law. It says drivers may use a hands-free device. This is New Jersey's law, by the way. Uh, it, if it does not interfere with standard safety equipment, I'm assuming that's car. The this makes it has a note. The use, quote unquote, of wireless phone and any other handheld communication device forbidden. Includes talking, listening to another person, texting or sending or receiving electronic messages. A handheld phone may be used for an emergency only, and the driver must keep one hand on the wheel at all times. So, is that why, like, people are going like this? This is what I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't know. So, this is the offenses. Your first offense, it's a $200 minimum. Guilty. Uh, second offense, it's a $400 minimum. And... Third offense is $600 minimum plus possible 90-day suspension of driver's license and a three-point motor vehicle penalty points. So what do you guys think about all of that? I just have a lot of info. What do you think about the offenses, like like the consequences? Yeah, the consequences, I think, for me personally, is a little bit too much because there can be scenarios which you will need your phone to contact someone. And I know the FVC, they want you to pull over before being on the phone, but if you act faster, you'll be able to get the response faster. So I think that, like, well, let me try to repeat that in a way, like, to understand, like, if you calling someone faster than just trying to pull over and find a spot to at least, you can save someone or, like, because there's a lot of situations when you're going to need your phone. Someone can be injured and they need your help and everything, and you can't. And there might not even be a parking spot where you can place, where you can park your car somewhere. You're gonna to have to like move to like the next street or something. So I think like they should yeah. put like in which where you should use your phone and because like I said before, there's in which it's important to use your phone. 
Yeah. No, you make a really good point because when I actually got pulled over, and it was for a legit reason, but I was on my phone because my Bluetooth device did not pick up what I was saying because apparently I don't speak English. Um, but the officer was like, you know, you just pull, you pull over. And I'm like, pull over where? Because on the parkway, which is where I live 95% of my day, is it, the, you're either stuck in traffic, the, 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 the lanes are like this big. I mean, if it's a car, but like, and it's hard to get back into traffic. So, do you guys think that maybe that they need to, like, I think you were saying, Marcus, that they just need to have more places where you can pull over? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What else, what does everybody else think? I agree that if there's a problem, a solution needs to be uh, suggested, and that is a very good solution to that issue. But at the same time, I do believe that the um the punishments are quite valid because some people don't learn until something happens. So no. if you have repeat offenders and it's written in their pocket, they'll eventually learn that if I stop doing this, then I won't be punished. And so I'm okay with it. But like certain cops, they can be lenient. So if I'm hoping and assuming that if a cop sees that you're uh, on your phone for a legitimate reason that they'll pardon you because they're human. So you can only go ahead, Marcus. There's some situations where, like, the cops gonna be like, "I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it." Get not- me. I let you speak. So I think that these police officers should at least hear what you have to say before giving you the punishment because, like, it's unfair. And it's funny because I also see a lot of police officers on their phone. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, there's always that double standard, but hopefully if you are ended up in that situation, hopefully you get one of the good guys, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I got pulled over, the officer was like, well, you know, when you go to court, talk to the prosecutor. So I'm going to talk to the prosecutor and being like, listen, like, it was a legitimate reason. Like, and I was trying to explain the same. He goes, I don't want to hear it. You shouldn't have been on your phone. And I was like, I was not even really on my phone. And then he, what did he say to me next? He said, you know, he's like, I know if we look outside right now, I can pull over like 10 people for being on the phone. And I was like, that still doesn't solve my problem. And I was in dead stop traffic. Not saying that it was okay. So why do you think it's so difficult for people to get off their phones though? Uh, it deals with the concept of us being used to be on phones for like a young age and everything. So as we grow up with technology, plus now with COVID, we're used to be more aware of our phones. We used to, like a lot of people use social media apps. They use a lot of different platforms and like you know. And then like there's other situations where like you're just texting a. It can either be a friend you haven't seen in a while and you want to like have that conversation with them. So. It will make them really eager to be on their phones while being on driving because, like, we're dealing with a time where, like, technology is what we mostly use. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Anybody else? I mean, there's so many funny things online. Like, there's so many memes and stuff. 
like the um the one that I like the most. I like a lot of them. I, and it's like the silhouette challenges and stuff. I love watching them. Well, what is the silhouette challenge? Inform me. Chrissy, you want to tell her? I I think my cat's um burning in the oven. What's the silhouette challenge? Carissa, inform me. Educate me. Okay, how do I put this? It's this new TikTok challenge, mainly involving <laughs> mainly involving women, uh, to like basically, I guess, women empowerment to show up their curves and whatever. So, uh, they basically use a red light and, uh, essentially show their curves, their silhouette. Yeah. Wait, while driving? No, no, it's not while driving. It's just. They're stationary, but it's just like this big challenge and everyone's going crazy over it. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna look this up. I'm writing this down. It's silhouette challenge. I don't understand the TikTok world, and I feel yes. like I really need to get on this. And thank you, Carissa, because I did not want to explain that. So, <laughs> I feel like when you're on your phone a lot, you know, you get used to things, and then you see, like, a lot of funny things. You see things that would normally catch your eye, because a lot of apps run by an algorithm, you know? Mm-hmm. Whatever you like, whatever you share, whatever you buy, they give you things that relate to that, so you don't catch your eye. And right. You're constantly seeing that, so it's hard to get off your phone. So that's yeah. why most drivers go on their phone, because either they're putting the phone away, then they hear some type of audio, now they're curious and want to know what it is, or... A lot of people, well, communication does put a big heap into this because they'll be texting right before yeah. they drive. And let's say someone has an argument with somebody else over the text. They see the text message, they get enraged, they forget that they're driving, and then, you know, they're texting, they're, you know, they're still focused on their phone, they don't see that. Yeah. They go ahead and don't realize where they're at. So things like that do play a factor. True. It's so true. I mean, these things. Do you think that, you know, I, I know, I personally, I think, like, there's got to be a way to, like, sh- like put these. You can put your phone into driving mode. I know some places allow it. But I think that should be just an option for everyone. Or, like, should be automatic. Because, like, Amanda, like you're saying, like, all these challenges that are coming up that are so distracting. How do we, how do you control something like that? I would say try to end new conversations before you drive. And the other thing is to pick a playlist that you actually like. Because if you're driving and you just shuffle any random songs and then you have some type of song that you don't like, you're obviously going to want to change it. So you have to grab your phone and change the song. So making a good playlist for when you drive, especially road trip stuff. Yeah. Making sure you end everything that's on your phone before you get into the car. See? That's a good one. Uh, I pulled up statistics from this website from last year uh, about distracted driving statistics. In uh, January 20, uh, a a survey was conducted to observe the driving behaviors and attitudes of 2,000 Americans. 31, 31, I can't, I literally keep reading today. Uh, 37.1 of respondents Completely agree that distractions on your mobile device impair your ability to, to drive safely. Yet, 26.28.6, wow, 
of all respondents admitted to texting and driving as their number one distracted driving behavior over video chatting, engaging with work emails, and taking photos and videos. Um, 56.7 of all respondents reported that they eat or drink while driving. I'm guilty of that. Uh, 8.9 of respondents aged 25 to 34 said they felt a high degree of pressure to respond to text messages as soon as they come in. And 7.3% of the same group also felt a high degree of pressure to respond to work-related messages while driving. Now, that's a really interesting one that I'm reading that. Do you guys feel like this pressure to respond to messages when they come in? Like from your friends or anybody when you see a text message? Yeah, it plays a great role because, like, you. for me personally, I want to, like, respond to someone I mean, everything, I don't want to be, like, disrespectful or act like I didn't see anything, but if they ask me something, I just want to reply as fast as possible, especially if it's someone that I work for, I definitely want to respond if I'm late, and, like, even though I, even though I should have, like, texted her before, texted him or her before I got to the car, I still would have had that mindset of, just giving that person a quick reply so that they know where I'm at. And yeah. Yeah. I know I'm guilty of it. Like, I had this constant, like, when I see like, certain messages from people, I'm like, oh, I gotta respond quickly. Does anybody feel like that, not regarding driving, but, like, just in your daily life? Like, if you don't respond to this, like, you have to respond to it ASAP. No. Mm-hmm. I think I a lot of people live for a few days because... So it's not either they're being really dry or the conversation's ending. Okay. So no reason to you know reply back. And if you're being dry, how am I supposed to respond to a skull emoji? I know. What is that? What is that for? Wait, go ahead. Like, when somebody's really funny, they comment like they'll reply to you with a skull emoji or a crying emoji or a laugh emoji. I don't know how to reply to that because it's it's so bland. Like, do you want me to? Like, I don't know what to say to that. So I'll just leave them undelivered until there's another reason for me to text that person. Isaiah, on the other hand, he will never text me. I'll ask him a question that he knows the answer to, and he'll reply to me after two days. I won't even be dry. Like, I'll be asking him questions. I'll be giving him topic starters, and he'll leave me on red. He is super, super, super disrespectful. And I know he'll never text and drive because he doesn't text anybody but his girlfriend. So if he did get in a car crash, it will probably because probably be because of his girlfriend. Anyone else? No. He'll leave them undelivered, on red. It does not matter. His mom, should, his sister. Me. We should also note that Isaiah is on the podcast, so she's just not talking. Why are you coming from my throat like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that I do. Oh, I'm like, I don't want anybody thinking that as we're listening oh, listen to this, be like, oh my gosh, she's really throwing Isaiah on the bus. No, Isaiah is on the podcast. He's just, you know, staying yeah, quiet. Hello. I. <laughs> Do you have anything to rebuttal to that, Isaiah? She just called no. you out. She no, really because did. I'm she... still on bed. I'm, I'm still on bed. I can't give you a date. Um, 1.55 p.m. Scene. Scene. I literally, one example, I asked him. He told me that he needs a link for the podcast. I asked him on which email do you want me to send it to. He left me on scene. 
I called him. I said, Isaiah, he left me on scene again. And I asked him, which email? He left me on scene again. I had to text him six times before I just sent it. Alright, we have to give Isaiah a chance to rebuttal. No, there is no rebuttal. I'm right and he is 100% wrong. Alright, listen. No rebuttal to that. Let's give him a chance. He purposely asked me which email to send it to. Okay, a minute, 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 minute. Calm down, calm down. Calm down. I know. You're really on me. But my computer will automatically be reading from messages. First of all, I wouldn't have opened them if my computer was automatically reading them. And. Okay, yeah, she's right about she's right about me leaving her right for about like two days. Hey, I still love you. Though. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. Um, you guys know you can change some of your things, like to like not send red notifications. I should probably not say that, but yes, because that's that's how I have it on mine. That nobody like I my thing that my when I send people a text message or. If I read a text message, it doesn't say that I read it. Oh, I need to learn how to do that. You mean leave receipts on your phone? Yeah. yeah. So, like, okay. So, wait. So, all of you guys have it on your phones, like, red, not red? This, y'all can change that. I said that might get you out of a lot of trouble. Just saying. That app does not have that feature, so. Wait, what do you guys message each other on? Regular text messaging? Usually, like, on my texting. But usually Instagram. That's where I message demand on. Oh, there's gotta be a way to, like, change that, because that's usually, um, look, I think that's what's getting in trouble, Isaiah. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just keep forgetting, even though. Just <laughs> still love you. <laughs> he still loves you, Amanda. That's all that's important. Um, alright. an excuse. That's alright. Sorry, we'll let we'll let it go. All right, so now I'm looking at 2021 uh, driving stats. Um, at in January of 2021, uh, the zebra reached out to the American drivers to understand the habits they engage in behind the wheel. Many claim that they never drive or distracted. Others admitted into engaging in other behaviors while driving, including texting and driving. 52.5 percent of respondents reported eating while driving. It was down, it's down 42.8% from last year's respondents. And other behaviors include texting, that was 23.6%, taking photos, what are you taking photos of, my question is, 11.7%, and then applying a makeup, all right, I that one, I understand. That's 6.5%, and then, and then the, other, the survey continued, and they found that 36.4% of participants completely agree that using a mobile device hinders your ability to drive, yet 30 36% admit to engage in activities with the cell phone while driving. So, like, you hear these statistics, and people are like, you yeah, know, I know it's bad, but I'm still going to do it. Like, what are your... Like, does anyone not find that irritating? Because I do. It's very irritating to, like, if you can know, like, it's bad, and you know, you cannot do it, then why would you do it? You're just causing... More stress, more problems to yourself, and you're gonna have to deal with them in the future by having to pay. Like, if you continue to do it, you're gonna continue to get more consequences, and it'll eventually make you have to learn into like, like, but you're growing up and everything, and it's like, 
why have you done this in the first place if you know you have learned from previous experience of doing it and doing it constantly countless amount of times will like just be like that yeah. at least clearly trusts you because you're not following you can harm someone, you can hurt someone and there's many things you can do while doing those things in a car. And I don't really understand why would you try to do that. Yeah, no, I, yeah, you know, you, you're literally putting someone in danger and consciously putting someone in danger, but I was just looking at, um, it, at another stat, says, to what degree do you think distractions on your mobile device impair your ability to drive? 8.1% agree that it's somewhat, it's distracting. 16.7% it says it's somewhat distracting. Uh, I can't read what it says for neutral, but look like a good number. And then 37.1% uh, say that it does impair your ability to drive. So you, it's like a wide range of numbers. I mean, I know y- y'all can multitask, but can you all multitask that way, though? Texting and driving. Multitasking is really bad for you. It kills your productivity. And it's recommended not to multitask because when you multitask, you're not able to focus on certain things anymore. And your concentration is very short and you have like a very short attention span. And phones are like the cause of multitasking. Like watching TV and texting on your phone is a form of multitasking. And people who don't multitask actually have way better concentration, can focus on work a lot. And other things like that. Well, I mean, take- oh, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was just about to say something real quick. I mean, Amanda, I mean, I can listen to you. And I could just completely think about something random, like a song or something, and I can still understand what you're saying. And I well, know- oh, continue, continue. Oh no, that was it. I was just, I just wanted to mention. Oh, in my personal opinion, when you're driving, you're technically doing more than one thing, in my opinion, because first you're like driving. You're looking different directions to see if people are turning, if they're doing stuff. You also might have to check to see if you have enough gas to go somewhere. You're going to have to make sure, you, like, when you're trying to get out the um the, the parking lot, you got to make sure you pull the thing so that you can go backwards. So when you're driving, you're technically doing more than one thing because especially in the highway when you're trying to, when you don't want to get um highway hypnosis, you're gonna to have to look at different areas so you don't pay attention to one thing at a time. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So I was just looking at another stats. It says according to the National Safety Council, when talking on a cell phone, drivers can miss seeing up to half of what's going on around them. So that go there you go back to the multitasking, which includes traffic lights, stop signs, and pedestrians. Mm. Uh, an estimate of one in four car crashes involve a cell phone use. Do you guys think that's like a num- like a real number? Like, do you guys see that actually happening? Yes, no, maybe so. I can see it happening. Yeah, I can also see it happening. A lot of people really think that they can multitask. Multitasking is a part of our life, but it's recommended to not do it as much. Because it does, you know, it causes, like, very serious um, symptoms when you do it. And multitask is, like, you think that you're getting better and you're 
quote unquote exercising your brain, but you're not because your brain isn't meant to do that when you're multitasking. It's basically your brain is having to shift from one thing to another. And what your brain does is that it tries to shift to the easiest thing. So if you're reading and you're eating, your brain is going to shift to eating because probably eating's easier for you or shift to reading because reading's easier than know for you yeah. and it's been like multiple tests and it's been multiple studies like at different universities and stuff where people who multitask a lot had very simple tests and people who didn't multitask a lot had very simple tests and the ones who didn't multitask a lot passed those tests with flying colors while the people who were multitasking were having a difficult time with it because it was two things and when it comes to driving a lot of drivers think that they can do that but if you don't multitask a lot you're gonna be able to focus on the road more but people who multitask a lot it's been proven that they have a short attention span and that's not good when you're driving because now you're driving and now you're thinking about other things you're thinking about what's going on at home you're thinking about what's going to be at your destination you're thinking about what's on your phone the music the back seat and little things like that but if you have like a good attention span you're focusing on the road you're focusing on signs you're focusing on other cars you're not focusing on the music playing you're not focusing on like trivial things that you shouldn't be focusing on at that moment and a lot of people do multitask because a lot of people think that it's good for them and a lot of people have this thing in their head where they think that they're not like everybody else that multitasking is bad for everybody else but it's good for them but we're all human we all share the same brain so yeah a lot of and a lot of adults have to multitask because they have children they have jobs especially during now because of covid they have to do work and then wash over their kids and do extra stuff. Yeah. So I would feel that a lot of them would go on their phones. No, and it's then true. Yeah. Clock crashes. No, you know, you like you point a lot of things because, like you said, multitasking can be so many different things. And the important thing I think it comes back down to is like because you're so distracted with your mind, you're not paying attention on the road. So seeing these number, these statistics which are abnormally high, could be decreased if people learn how to be more present. Um, go ahead, Carissa. Yeah, I totally agree with both Marcus and Amanda. Um, multitasking, it's, it's not good to a certain extent, and driving is definitely all about multitasking. Um, I recently passed my test, and practicing, it was not easy at all. Like, I remember... My first few times uh, driving on the road, and a bunch of teenagers, they were just swerving like it's nothing. Like, four generation downplays a lot of things, and driving is definitely no easy task because you have to be on the ball all the time. You have to be ready to react to anything. So I'd be driving, and someone just walks out in the road, and I have to react to that. There's exactly. something that you can't change, and so... Driving is definitely not an easy task, and people downplay it so much. And having a phone as a distraction is just, that just makes it even worse, so. Yeah. Especially people that we have in this world, uh, anything can happen at any time. So, it's better for you to focus on driving because there's a lot of things happening. It's... It's true. Yeah. I mean, like, going back to, like, how you have to be so, again, you know, it's like you have to be focused on the road. I remember this a couple years ago. How old is my dog now? My dog is six. Uh, my dog must have been three. 
um, we got hit, we got hit from behind because somebody was sitting it, uh, on their phone, and now my car, my dog's terrified of the car because he ended up in my front seat, and he was safely in my back seat. Somebody's gonna listen to this and take my dog away, probably. Um, but it's so true. Like, I mean, and I have the safety precautions. Like, I have a dog hammock. I have a seatbelt. I have everything for him because it petrifies me. But I got hit fender bender because the car, it was like two cars behind me, smacked into the car in front of them, who then smacked in front of who hit me from behind, and my dog flew to the front seat, and I was like. And those who have seen my dog, he's about 100 pounds of meat that's coming, you know. And it's because somebody just couldn't stay off of the phone. I'll tell you, I was livid when I came out of the car. But it's, um, yeah, Krista, yeah, rules are important because they're there for a reason. Yes. They're not just there to, you know, make us all look pretty. So, and I was looking, so I was looking at this stats. It says that, um... There's a study released by AT&T in conjunction with their It Can Wait campaign reveals that nearly 4 in 10 smartphone users tap into social media while driving. Almost 3 in 10 surf the net. 1 in 10 video chat. 7 in 10 engage in smartphone activities while driving. I don't even want to know what that means. But those are really high numbers. Now... You guys are, a lot of you guys are in driver's ed. Chris, congratulations on passing yours. I'm going to give you the golf clap. Um, but, like, so do they talk about driving in your driver's ed? I meant driving. We're still talking about driving. But, I mean, are they talking about texting? Uh, did they? Hold on. I have to think back. Isaiah, do you remember learning anything about texting and driving? Oh, uh, no. But, um, wait, can you hear me right now? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. But, um, no, I don't, I don't take driver's ed, so I'm learning it individually. I'm wait. too old to take it. Wait, I thought you, you, last episode we were talking about you learning, taking driver's ed. So, wait, you're uh, not in the class. No, I, no, I don't take driver's ed because apparently there's an age requirement for you to take driver's ed in school. And I didn't know about it and nobody else had uh, let me know about it. So it's not cool. Yeah, so I'm just learning by myself. I mean, I got my manual and everything. I'm taking practice, so okay with it. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's talk about it for in the schools. Then, like, do they educate you guys enough? Like, or like Isaiah, in your case, you didn't even get to be in driver's ed, so you don't get the whole whole experience. Like, where do we lie responsibility on that? Marcus, go ahead. Our school, they mentioned it. I know they mentioned it, but they didn't, on the driver's manual, they didn't go into depth on, like, texting and driving. They talked about, like, the age limit in which you use the Bluetooth on your um, car and everything. And, but they didn't really go into, like, depth to, like, really talk about texting and driving. So, yeah. Okay. But I really think it should be discussed more because in this day and age, like, there's a lot of factors that we have to take into consideration, and there's a lot of things going on, so, that we don't even know that's happening, so, I think it should be mentioned more in our manual. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, it's obviously been a hot minute since I took driving ed, but when I was driving, when I first started driving, texting wasn't that big of a thing. So, you know, for me, it's, I think the last 10 years, it's been a huge thing. So there should definitely be more education on it, I think. And I think people don't realize the statistics. I was even thinking about, like, how they should have people who've been hurt by, you know, texting and driving, coming in and talking. Well, obviously not now, because we're all in COVID, but that COVID life. So, um, has anybody had discussions with you guys about, you know, because you guys are all going to be young drivers, like, any discussion on on the road? What are some, like, takeaway, big takeaways that they've given you? Because I know some of you guys have been learning from your parents. Nothing. I know for me, my parents taught me that we're like, you have to be on the defense. There's no offense driving. It's always defense driving. I got nothing. You got nothing? All right. Well, yeah. I, w- I mean, for me personally, I wish I had somebody to teach me. But like I said, I don't really have that uh, role model in my life to do that. So I'm basically just doing everything visually. So I can't really answer that question. That's all yeah. good. Are you talking about? Drivers Ed? Like, driver's Ed, like, has any adults said anything to you guys? Like, what are some things uh, that you guys have been learning as you guys have been driving? Learning how to drive. Technically, my mom was supposed to teach Isaiah, but Isaiah never responded back to my mom after she asked, like, I love how you keep putting Isaiah on blast. Because <laughs> it is uh, what it is. I just have to say that. Thank you. He has my mom, but apparently, right? You forgot about my mother. He forgot about my mom. I was feeling a different type of way. I told you. My mom offered to teach him, give him advice about driver's ed, and teach him how to get through the course and everything. But he never. That's what my mom said. My mom said that my mom was my mom was waiting for him to come so she can teach him how to. Do like you know the test and stuff, and how to get your driver's license. Yo, on God, I love how you said extra words to make that <laughs> to make that whole entire I, sense better. That's what she was gonna do. That's what and she was knew gonna... that. That that's what she was gonna do. But if he ever he didn't know that, but if he went to my mom and actually talked to her about it, she would have gave him the whole you know. She would have helped him. She really, really would have helped him. But he just, you know, kept on passing me the opportunity. And my mom is still waiting for him to this day. Till this day. Okay, already ha- Listen, okay, okay, okay. Till this day. Okay. Till this day. She said to it's come over and mark the notebook. It's not too late. But it's actually, like, marked down a notebook and everything else like that. And I already looked at my manual. I was like, oh, wait, I already had everything, like, marked down. So I then, like, started studying. And I didn't feel like coming over even though, yeah, she did, like, offer to help. But I was like, uh, what you read about it? That's so funny. Technically, technically, technically. Oh, my God. Stop trying to throw hands with me. Technically. All right. Let's, let's, let's take, let's take Isaiah away. It's not about Isaiah and learning how to drive. Do you guys have any questions about learning about the driving world? I just want to learn how to hotwire a car. What? Learn that. There's a YouTube video probably out there. I, I think um, Driver's Ed should have more topics to it. Because I don't think they teach us everything that we need 
use and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Like, what to do if a car breaks down or... That's like, true. How to change a tire or, like, certain parts of the car that we need to know that's important or how not to get scammed by the car dealership. No, but you know what? What you're talking about is learning more life skills. Yeah, and I agree with that. You know, I um, I was lucky enough that my both my parents taught me how to change a tire, but then I had forgotten. And so I had called AAA, and I was like, can you just show me how to change a tire? Because I've had my tire changed more times than I can count. But it's definitely a life skill you guys should learn. You should all learn how to change a tire. Change a tire and start a car. Like, just talking about hot wiring your car. But, yeah, but we're not going to uh, talk about hot wiring your car because that just sounds bad. But. They already got your first name, Amanda. <laughs> They're coming for you. Um, no, but like, uh, how to jumpstart a car. Because, like, my car is. Well, before I just changed its battery, but my car was notorious for um, not turning on. So I had to learn how to, like, attach the wires correctly. Which is petrifying, but I think you're right, Amanda. Though like, these are things that drivers ed needs to teach you guys, except hot wire car. Anybody else think that we sh- they should learn more while they're uh, some other skills that they wish they learned while they're in driver's ed or are in driver's ed? Yeah, I agree. I think they should like have simulations and stuff because I remember. When I took driver's ed, I don't know if it has changed much, but when I took it, all we did was, like, the teacher would give us questions, and we'd have to read them manually and answer them, but let me tell you, a lot of the students just found the answers on Quizlet, so, like, what really was the point? How I really studied is I just used a website and continually um, practiced the questions, and so it just stuck in my brain, but I didn't really, like, take anything from the class. Not saying it's a teacher's fault or anything. It's just how it was structured. Yeah. Way to let us learn. Yeah. Teaching us more practical things. Besides learning, obviously, the laws and the rules of the road. But, like, um, simulations of, like, what happens if your car dies? Like, what do you guys do? What happens if your, uh, not your battery, your tire needs to get changed? What do you guys do? Half of y'all won't know how to do it until you do it. Or you call a tow truck, like I do, because I panic, and I, um, I'll have to say anything that happens to my car, I tend to cry, so I'm usually crying on the phone with AAA, saying, my tire needs to get changed, and they're like, are you okay? Because if you guys ever call AAA, they, the first thing they ask you, like, are you in a safe place? And all you hear me is sobbing on the phone, because my tire needs to get changed. So they obviously think I'm getting kidnapped every five minutes. Um, all right, so we're actually wrapping up on our time. So let's finish our episode with some last minute thoughts. Besides learning that I cry every time something happens to my car. Um, I had a hot wire car. I had a hot wire car. Um, yes, I'm sure there's a YouTube video, but we won't encourage that. So does anybody, Marcus, start us off with some last minute thoughts? Thank you for listening. Just remember that. Like Carissa said, rules are there for a purpose, but there's some, even though we're talking about, like, texting and driving and things, there, like I said before, there's some occasions in which breaking the rules is sometimes good, so 
depending on the scenario and how it's structured and everything, breaking sometimes you're gonna have to like break the rules. And if you believe that it's really a really necessary to do so, then go for it. But I won't encourage it, depending on the situation, without me like knowing anything. So yeah. No. Anybody? Uh, who wants to go next? Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. Make sure to always uh responsibly and don't answer your phone twenty four seven while you're driving. Yes. Because you're putting at someone. I'm you. Exactly. Uh, Carissa or Amanda? Oh, I think Amanda stepped out. I'm not. No, I thought you slipped out. I thought you said you'd step out or something. My my fault. Um, I would say is enjoy driving and enjoy the scenery around you. It's really beautiful. It's very very valid. And take a break from now. Technology. Yeah. It's good to know be in touch with reality sometimes. Definitely take some uh, social media detox. It's so important. Carissa. So I can say definitely to be responsible and not to be cynical, but you cannot uh, be cool or popular if, um, God forbid, if you pass away being reckless or take someone's life. So be cautious of what you're doing and be responsible and follow the rules, obey the law, because it's there to protect you at the end of the day. Yep. So just to um, reiterate everybody is saying, but also, you know, like look at those stats. They shouldn't be as high as they are. So we need everybody needs to take responsibility while they're driving and, you know, realize that you're not the only person on the road. But I would like to thank everyone for joining us for another episode of The Safe Space. You can follow us on, uh, what's our Instagram? Amani Safe Space. Yes, I'm getting some, uh, some head nod. It's been a long day, guys. I apologize. Uh, and, uh, you can hear us on Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. You can also go to our website at theamanisafespace.com, which also has all our links as well. So I want to thank everybody for joining us and we'll be in your ears next week. See you, everybody. Bye. Bye.